Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. 2020 feels a bit like a lifetime ago, even though we're only halfway into January. But nonetheless, we had to recap even though we kind of like projected and gave you guys some ideas of where we might land, I'm still surprised with where the end of 2020 landed. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. 100% me too. I think 2020 is still like for all of us, it's going to be a standout year for good and bad reasons. I think it's ridiculous how our year business-wise ended up because it's something that when big things happen in the world, you obviously don't know how they're going to impact you, your partner, your family, your business, the climate, people buying things, your product, like everything. And being in charge of how you make money is scary sometimes when you can't control all of those scenarios. And so I'm really, really thankful that we did have the time and space in January and February of 2020 to, you know, kind of set the expectations for what you and I wanted to do. Most importantly, what we didn't want to do this year. And I think we've talked about that a lot because when shit hit the fan and kept hitting the fan throughout the year, I feel like we were really, really focused on securing our foundation. And then December, I think it caught us like it was there for us. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, we always have, maybe not always, but we have tried really hard to build a business in which we get to rely on it and it is there for us. And we've built it with like a family first mentality, like family time away, like that has to be prioritized. And for the last several years, it took us a couple of years to get to the point where I think we could really step away. But for the last couple of years, we've been pretty adamant about taking December off. Now, inevitably, things are going to leak over. Like, how are you? You can't do a ton of planning until 
you're like in the moment, whatever. So there's inevitably like a planning day and a couple podcasts. But for the most part, it's time away, time with family. And for this year, I mean, I need the time off more than ever because I had just bought my house. I was in the middle of renovating and I had no space to think about work and I need to unpack my life and settle in. I had just come off of Black Friday and Small Business Saturday and was staying up so late, packing up orders, being in a different business and different headspace for my earrings. I think we had like a team meeting after that. And I was just like, okay, yeah, we have just a couple things to wrap up and then I can kind of like reshift my focus. But yeah, it was a wild month still. No, for sure. So it was good to be able to step away. So the interesting part about what our numbers look like is this is really based on us building stability, us creating reoccurring revenue in our business. Boring and stable. We've said it before. Focusing on, what does Emily call it? Like our dad bod cushion of our business. Yeah. Okay. We just wanted to be, you know, the, there's that trend going around, like, how do you know your, your spouse isn't going to cheat on you? (laughs) I love those. (laughs) So I feel like this is our, like, how you know your, your business isn't going to cheat on you. Like it's, we built this shit, so it's not going to just walk away. And I think so many people want this, but they're like afraid to admit it because the other stuff sounds more fun. And so, well, yeah, I don't even necessarily think afraid to admit because because we were in that space for a while, right? Where we we said we wanted this, but we were going after goals that directly opposed us achieving that. And there are different ways of going about doing business. And honestly, I know we've been talking about this for over a year now in these profit reports, but I finally feel like there are other entrepreneurs in our friend group in the marketing space who are being loud now about the like, you don't have to always chase those sexy goals. You don't have to like have that big revenue stretch goal and like do everything you can to make that happen. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, but I finally feel like, and you know, the marketing space goes through waves just like any other industry does where like this thing will be the hot vibe and hot topic. And then we'll, we'll dip down into here. And I'm, I'm excited that we're dipping down into what I like to call like the lazy entrepreneur way where it's not lazy at all. It's actually just being very intentional. It's strategic, you guys. strategically (laughs) lazy, right? (laughs) I want you to be able to work less and make more and not in the sense of like only put two seconds of time in and you're going to be a quadrillionaire. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm like, like, we gotta like build these foundations. And so 2020 was the year of of building a really solid, sturdy foundation. And so going into December, we have talked about this on the podcast too, for the last three, four years, where Abby was saying we take every December off, right? And it looks different every December. It's it's not even half work time, like for sure. We definitely for sure take the last two weeks off, like not checking Slack, don't call me about anything, whatever. Those first two weeks, and just I'm just doing this for transparency purposes, the first two weeks... We do have two team meetings that we still have. We will record at least two podcast episodes for Abby and I. 
And then we have one meeting with a brand that we work with throughout the year. And it, and it just typically falls in December based on everyone's schedule. Then Abby and I will have like a half day-ish planning session. And that's about it. Yeah. I mean, the, the other stuff is just answering a couple of questions here and there that come up with the team. But for the most part, we're trying to help them batch so they yeah. can take time off yes. too. Yes. Because we want them just as much to be able to like step away and spend time with family. And, you know, it's funny because I remember recording episodes early on about like profit and planning and budgeting and blah, blah, blah. And I saw this ad on Facebook the other day and I was like, why isn't no one talking about this? And I was so proud of her. So Hillary Rushford, which I haven't paid attention to what she's been doing in a while, but I got a targeted ad and it was basically like, when I started my business, someone asked me how much revenue I wanted to make. And she was like, okay, so like, where do I pull analytics from? Like, what do I look at? Whatever. And they're like, no, just guess. And then she's like, and then I joined this like multi-million dollar mastermind a couple of years down the road. And they're like talking about goals and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, like, what do I need to pull from? Where do I need to look? What do I need to base this on? And they're like, what do you dream about? What do you she's feel like, like achieving? Honestly, literally, when we started, I had many conversations with Emily like, where do I come up with this information? Like there has got to be some kind of baseline. Even if I've never done it before, there has to be some kind of industry standard. There has to be some sort of like a typical blah, blah, blah. And the, over time, we've definitely learned a lot of those things. Like, you know, the average conversion rate is only 2%. Um, open rate on emails is surprisingly lower than you'd think. Click rates are Horrible. Even astronomically lower. <laughs> and they get lower every year, I feel Right. Like. And so like, there's so many things like that, that I don't think people are talking loudly enough about. So if we can be those people for you, I just want to tell you that you do not have to run a business based on guessing. You can establish a budget and work towards it. And while projecting revenue is difficult in the beginning it does get easier over time. Well, and I think even if projecting revenue is impossible or difficult right now for you guys, this is the first year we've operated from a budget first mentality, which might sound crazy to you. But I think that's something you can start with right now today. Even if you're only spending, you know, 19 bucks a month on your email service provider, or 50 bucks a month over here on Dubsado or whatever it might be, like, what are those costs that you need to meet every single month? So what does that mean to what needs to come in then every single month? Right, right. And so I know, and I work on it every quarter, I know exactly what we need to make. I break it down by department. And then I get pretty granular with some of the things like with our team, I have like a budget line item for each person even if we've like discussed growth or hiring or whatever, I try to add that in so we can anticipate as much as possible. And sometimes there's a surprise and we like, that's what profit is for. Like we have it in savings to invest in something maybe we weren't planning on spending as much on or to pay us more or I mean, whatever. 
taxes. Taxes <sighs> can still be a surprise, even when you know what's Even happening. when you say for them, it happened to me. It's fine. It's you fine. Know? I'm coming to terms with it. It's fine. It's a no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We increased the percent of what we're saving now drastically because we were saving the recommended amount. Like our, our accountant was like, save 40% of this and 40% of this. So we were doing that literally all year and it still wasn't enough. And so Brian went in there after we paid quarter or four taxes last week. And he was like, I'm upping this to, I'm like a ridiculous amount, but it's, it will be fine. Like it will make us feel better when it's due. Well, and so. then the, the nice thing is you can save it for a year. And then if it ends up being that you didn't need as much, you can 100%. always pull back out of it. So 100%. it's not like disappearing. Funds. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, we'll just, we'll treat ourselves to a little less Chipotle throughout the year and <laughs> pull some more back. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Well, let's jump into some of these numbers. So I want to preface this too before we share numbers, because this is the exciting part. So we've been telling you guys how we take December off, we take most of December off. We've done that year after year, year after year, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, you have to be thinking, okay, but like, what does that mean with your business? What does it mean to actually be off? And so sales-wise and like, what's still happening? Do you just like literally make zero money in December? And so (laughs) first of all, no, that's the whole point. But I do want to let you know, we go into every December prioritizing time off over making a shit ton of money. And we accept that going into December with how we want to do it, we are either going to barely break even or even see a loss. And we're absolutely okay with that because of what it gives us in return. That time off to literally be with our families, but also come back into the new year strong. We always, always come back with like, I don't know, refreshed attitudes, ideas on what to do, new energies, and that impacts that new year going forward. And so we don't have any launches, none in December. If we're pitching anything, it's either on evergreen. So like it's already happening or we might, which is what we did this year, we planned to send a few emails at the end of the year for shop related things. I delegated that. I voiced what they needed to say, how they needed to look, what they needed to do and how they needed to function. We have a member of our team who like does those amazingly. So she got that like scheduled out early in December and like, then you don't have to touch it. So there's still some ways for you to make money. And like, even if you don't have stuff on evergreen throughout the month, but you need to plan those prior. (laughs) Well, the interesting thing about evergreen, and I didn't, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to worry. (laughs) Thank you. But we turned off the strategy Academy funnel for like, almost 45 days, maybe 60. I honestly am past the point of worry now because like, I trust our ads team so much. Yeah. And if they're recommending something because of the climate or the cost or whatever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So we turned it off. I mean, because of that, we definitely reduced our sales. But the problem we were experiencing is the costs were just so high that like it didn't justify making it. And the thing was, it's not that it didn't justify making it because we do get a decent return, but we were making more in other areas of our business. And so like taking the funds 
that were coming in over here, like, yes, they're getting returned, but they were getting a higher return if we took the same funds and utilized them elsewhere. And so we turned that funnel off, but I did have to politely say, okay, love you, appreciate you. But also it does make up enough of our business that like, we can't not. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. we need to get back to this. So I, I well, am working amazingly. I heard it's going so, so well. <laughs> we still have another one last night. And I was like, Ooh, can't wait until January's profit report, guys. <laughs> so they were off, and yet Strategy Academy still made up twenty one percent of our business. So those are just previous payment plans that had stacked that were there, and I'm super happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think we would have done what we did there if the shop didn't exist. Do you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was because the shop had done so much throughout the whole year that it was like, okay to let some of that stuff pause. But that's just where paying attention to your specific circumstances are so important. Like don't cut off your leg when it's the only one you got, you know, like, so that was fine. Trello has also been trucking along and doing its thing. And, you know, I have no real complaints at all. The only thing that I have kind of wondered if we should do something about is for years, we've had our Trello for business program but there has been some recent changes to Trello's free plan. And I don't think we fully addressed that in the course. And so I think it might be due for at least a minor update. I agree. I've been seeing some chatter about them. They got bought by someone last, you know, even I think 2019 actually. And so there's just been changes going through it that I think could provide some clarity a video or right. two could provide some clarity for, for sure. So I think that's something we will readdress. But one of the things that we actually did, not necessarily to sell more Trello's specifically, but we did turn our Trello freebie back on. So we had basically opt-in ad running for the shop that was for free social media prompts and our cost so ridiculously good, like 50 cent leads, like crazy, crazy town. But on the back end, there just wasn't enough conversions to feel like, I mean, it's like, why get sexy numbers if they're not doing what you want them to do for you? So we reallocated those and turned back on our Trello freebie, which we had started the year with. It's actually free Trello board. And so some of the Trello sales... I do think are contributed to that because once you go, there's like a whole like system, like you get the Trello freebie. If you opt in for that, you're pitched Trello for business. If you opt in for that, then you're asked to sign up for the webinar. At least I think that's how we currently have it set up. And so theoretically, someone could go from the Trello freebie all the way to a strategy academy sale. And we have seen that done before. So Trello landed right around 11%, which doesn't sound like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but I love it. Yeah, (laughs) it's a nice, consistent player. Mm -hmm. 
Now, what do you have to say about the shop this year? The shop is, (laughs) it was the most underrated idea and overachieving kid we've ever had. Yeah. So just for perspective, and I think this is just an illustration of everything happens when it's supposed to happen, blah, blah, blah. Like (laughs) the shop, not exactly the way it is now, but like relatively close. I think I had presented to Emily as an idea like years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no. <laughs> We're not ready for that. And then yeah. it kept being no for a long time. I'd occasionally bring it back up, kept being no. And then our in-house designer was like, I really like I really please, think we should do please. This. I really think we should do this. Even then I was like, I am negatively sold. So you pitch this whole idea, do all the research, like you have to sell it to me. It took months still. I feel like you owe an, or, or an apology. Almost. I do not. Very, very, like it did what it's supposed to do because it launched when it launched. No, I know. I know. So you're welcome. You're- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been impressed and excited and like it really does feel like in alignment with our past and I just and because of that, I can get really excited about it because this is the kind of thing I would have wanted access to, even as a designer. Like, I just, design doesn't need to be complicated. It can be beautiful and subtle and helpful and can help you convert and quick and blah. And I used to spend so much time on Photoshop. I still, <laughs> I don't know why it brings me back to this moment, but I, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> So we would blog five days a week and I decided because I was over making every graphic for our entire business. Yeah, you want to know what her solution was? (laughs) My solution was I made this like template, but it was in Photoshop. This is guys, Canva literally didn't exist. exist. Okay. So it's not that I didn't use the tool. It didn't exist. I'm like, use this as a basis. So she'd use it. And I still like, I would have like designer eye burn. Like, like, well, here's what would happen is I would like FaceTime with her. (laughs) Zoom also didn't exist. And Google Hangouts was not great. I would FaceTime with her or take pictures of this. Yeah, my, I mostly remember pictures. Like we'd be yeah. on the phone and you'd text me. Yeah, I'm like, what does this look like? And you're like, scoot the, you know, handwritten font up here to over to here and then move this line down to here. I'm like, then just fucking do it. <laughs> anyway, we've come a long way. We now, have. instead of you having to have that, because most of you, I think the fight is with yourself. You're like... Why does this still look stupid? Right, right. I don't know what's wrong and something looks off. You know, it's just done. You know, (laughs) between Tara and I, I think think we calculated at one point. It's like over 20 years of design experience and like multiple awards. And like, there's a lot going on behind the scenes so that we know that this stuff works. And then the part that it gets me the most revved up is that like 
we don't just like make all this other stuff and give it away. We like literally still use yeah. all the things in yeah. our own businesses. And because why wouldn't we first of all, cause they're that good, but also like, it's not like we have all these results and we're like keeping them to ourselves. Like we're trying to give you every resource we can to be successful. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So the shop, with all that being said, with literally not lifting a finger, we had some automated emails and some social posts that went out. 
64% of our revenue. Crazy to me. Crazy (laughs) to me. Advertising did what it's been doing. It's been under budget for a while. It's a 25%, meaning our total cost of goods sold when you include like fees and processing, which just whatever. That's just the cost of doing business, literally. 30% total. So that includes the advertising. Our team, which we've had, we haven't dug too much into it. And it deserves like its own whole yeah, episode. Yeah, I think we should do a team update episode. Because there's been some things going on behind the scenes that like were temporary. And then we did a little hiring. Some of it's temporary, some of it's not. Anyway, all that being said, team costs are up a little bit, but we're still like right where we're supposed to be. So team was 29%. Somewhere between 25 and 30 is the goal. And payroll, we hit 22% in December. So, you know, with all that being said, we have spent the last several years, like Emily mentioned, in December, we prioritize lifestyle over profit in December. Literally, that's been the goal. And so if we plan for a loss, we plan for a loss. This year specifically, I planned for break even. I was like, we don't need to lose money, but like... It would still be... Because we had a loss in 2018. We had a loss in 2019. And so for this year, it's like, let's just not see a loss. And we'll break even. It will still be great. But what happened? <laughs> we had an 18% profit. She told me that right before we got on here. And I was like, no, something's wrong. <laughs> I just... I double... Ch- I even like emailed our accountant. Yeah. Or our bookkeeper. I was like, wait, are you sure? Wait, <laughs> did you do this right? Did you math right? 18% profit, y'all. When like, I mean. All we did were a couple meetings and some podcasting. And then I baked a ton of cookies. And I made the probably, do you think, the best marshmallows I've ever made? Okay, so I was nervous. Emily's like, it's orange with like a chocolate coating on top. And I was like. Which are my two favorite flavors together. Any fruit and chocolate. Oh my God. Now, if you did it next year and somehow managed to make it raspberry, I literally would die. Yes, but but I used essential oil for it. That's how it got. That's what I figured. Good flavor. And that vanilla nutmeg had nutmeg oil in it too. Nice. Well, and now they make vanilla oil. Anyway. So good. It's so delicious. So all that being said, it's hard to put a number on it, but I would say, what would you say? 10 to 15 hours total? Max, max. For each of us now, like, but for most of the stuff, we both worked on the same things, but still what I shocked. And so I am (laughs) pretty pumped about 2021 now. Yeah. Well, and if you, I don't know if you have all the numbers with you, but I wanted to update everyone. I know we projected, I think we made some assumptions on our total profit for 2020 or what various products would be or whatever. I would love to share our total profit for 2020 and the percent that the shop was for the whole year. If you guys remember when we started this profit report journey was in the fall of 2019, actually. So we're over a year into it where we're focusing on 
gaining higher profits, meaning keeping more money in the business so we can grow higher, pay ourselves more, have some cushion, whatever, instead of spending all the money that comes in to reach bigger, 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 sexier revenue goals. So we shifted focus at the end of 2019 with our goal of being around 30% profit month over month. Some months we hit it, some months we exceeded, some months we didn't, but we wanted, and I think we initially said at the beginning of 2020, let's do a stretch 32% goal for profit for the year. Where did we land? Yeah. So we ended up projecting 32%, but like, how do I word this without trying to like, I don't want to overwhelm you with like too specific of numbers, but essentially we made more revenue and more profit, but the percentage was a little bit lower. Does that Maybe because of, yeah, because of we had because we did have some expenses in Q4 that yeah. were not like unexpected, but so we made more overall than we expected, more dollars in profit overall than we expected, but the number of like actual percentage still hit right on the money, 30% even for the year. So excited about that. <sighs> Blows my freaking mind. Now, and I just want to remind you, like, depending on what stage of business you're at, like, you might feel the same way about 30% or you might feel the same way about 90% as I feel about 30% or 80% yeah. as I feel about 30%. Yeah. But you just have to recognize where your business is at and what makes sense. Like our first year in business, I kid you not, 98% profit. <laughs> and Emily and I have joked, like, can we go back there? We It's physically impossible yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We've thought about it. What could we karate chop? <laughs> no, it's just no. not, that's not what's going to happen. But to set a goal that felt, I'll tell you, very unrealistic. Impossible. Yeah. Like very unrealistic. I was like, if we hit 15, I would be blown away. Like 30 felt like a total stretch. And to hit it is just mind-boggling to me. Now, to answer your question, let me super quick math. Because remember, guys, the shop did not exist in 2019. It debuted January 14th of 2020. It just celebrated its first birthday last week. Okay? Right. Right. So in 2020, the shop, if you include both our individual sales and the membership, it made up 44% of our business. And that's considering it started at zero. So like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not only did it make up 44%, it made up the largest portion of any of our income. And like I said, in the last couple of months, we've been sitting closer to 60%. And I think it will stay that way for sure for Q1. I would, and I, this is me totally guessing, but like, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being 80% by the end of next year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is also kind of terrifying, but exciting at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I'm just, 
I feel so good about the simplicity of what we have these days. I think for so long, I'm sure we talked about it here where we're the people who are like, we, you know, everyone says just offer one product and we've never been those people. And like, we still aren't technically like we have three products, but I think for a long time, we, we convinced ourselves we were the people who just like to have a whole, whole slew of products. And when really that's not what we actually liked, we just thought more was going to be better. And then when we tried to simplify it, I think we tried to force ourselves into the box of like the product hierarchy, right? Where everything has to lead into the next thing. This is an upsell for this. And then this is a downsell for that. So therefore we developed new products to fit the products we already had when we didn't really like that kind of funnel route system. So then the shop was just like, we're just going to see where it fits in. We're going to do it because we love it and we feel like it's needed and we could have a lot of fun with it and we'll just see what happens. And it's really interesting when you do stuff for fun and when you do stuff that you know people are going to love and that they need because you needed it. And then it just feels right. And even if it's not a perfect like upsell to downsell, it's our middle price, low price bullshit. Not saying that those are wrong funnels to create. If it's working for you, if that's what you're working on and you feel good about it, do it. (laughs) If you don't like it, you don't have to do that. Yeah, I think for so long, and we've talked about this, and I think you'll actually hear this in reverse. You'll hear this one before the other one. Anyway, there's an episode coming up that's talking more about like running an intuitive business and like leaning into your gut. And I think so much of what we've accomplished is just like canceling out the noise and saying like, because if I'm being completely honest, I didn't attend a single person's webinar. I didn't go to any summits. I did buy two courses in the whole year and did learn some things from it. But like in my mind, in the grand scheme of the whole year, that was like a blip, a blip of what was going on in years past. I would like stock every decision. Some of these people were making and like, really value other people's opinion about my own business mm-hmm. over my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us completely let that go. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a whole, I want to continue the intuitive business conversation. I actually want to have a friend of mine on, she's a fine artist and runs her business intuitively and is starting to have that conversation there. It's how it's 100% how I run my earring business. And There's part of it is a place of privilege, right? Of I have the time and space to be able to be full intuitive and not stress about it because I have a full-time job still and I have that freedom and flexibility. However, I encourage you, even when you don't have that, there are still ways you can run an intuitive business that has creative space freedom to try things and to do the things that feel fun. It doesn't mean I don't do business stuff in that business. I do my books every month. I don't want to do that. Like I like, you know, look at update my website. I don't want to do that. There are plenty of things that I do within that business that aren't the fun creative part. But when it comes to marketing and the fun creative part, it's all intuitive. And I think practicing it over there with quote unquote, nothing to lose has taught me ways to do it here where, yeah, we do have stuff to lose here 
and there's still a way to have fun with it. Right. I mean, I just, I'm so excited. And I think so much of what's happening already, and I can't wait to like dig more into it. I don't think it would be possible to invest where we are or spend the time on some of these new projects if we hadn't built a base that we have today. A hundred percent. Because you know why? We would be doing, not that it's back because we've been in these years, we would be doing marketing strategies and choices, launching. We would doing webinars at least once a month. We'd be creating more funnels. We'd be writing more copy, which takes creative energy that then you don't have to use somewhere else. We've spent plenty of years where we haven't been able to have anything on the side because work is, it takes it out of you a little bit, even though it's fun and you like doing it. If there's nothing extra, you don't have it to give anywhere. And so there's more benefit than you might realize to getting off that hamster wheel of like constantly figuring out the next best thing. And it's really great. It is really great. I so appreciate you and I could get really sappy, but that's not your style. (laughs) Because you know, I'm just going to start crying today. (laughs) Emily's a little emotional. It's fine. But I appreciate you guys listening. And I look forward to sharing more about our plans for 2021, digging more into what our team looks like, how we're running our business intuitively, where we're investing our time and energy now that we have delegated so much of it to our team and are empowering them to do the things they're so capable of doing. Pay attention to new episodes coming out soon. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.